Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. In this episode, you will hear part two of my conversation with Abe Rashad, Director of Language Technology and Academic Support at Oberlin College and Conservatory. More LinkedIn information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. I actually had a um, recently a pretty amazing experience myself oh. with, with this. I was um, traveling um, in in Alaska, um, and um, and uh, I visited um, a group there. And this group is just really an unbelievable group, and it's um, it's a group um, that is part of what's called a fab lab. And so it's like the fabrication lab, and it's 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 like a it's a pretty big thing uh, all around the world. It's it's well funded, and they do a lot of three D printing and whatnot. But what's amazing about this group is that this entire lab there was established for Native Alaskan um, kids. Oh, awesome! Um, so K twelve students can basically be there. It's there, you know home away from home after oh, school wonderful. program however you you know like there's yeah. a lot of ways to look at it look at it and then i'm kind of always wondering well so what do they do there you know like mm-hmm. people like they always you know provide amazing examples that makes me just realize how little i think you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and 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 they were showing um they had an object there that they created that said, this is how we can study and see how our ancestors build canoes. Oh, wow. And these are native Wonderful. Alaskan canoes that, I mean, they were like, you know, many, I don't know how many years of experience had been put into this to perfect these canoes because they use it, use this stuff to fish Yeah, and they need it in order to sustain, you know, they, they, you know, they don't fish for fun. They, they're, they're fishing because yeah. they need, they need the, the, the fish for, you know, for the oil, for the, for the, for, you know, for potentially for uh, different um, uh, day-to-day objects, you know, that hey. they make with, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's a pretty amazing um, yeah. thing for them to be able to sort of use technology in that way to, to understand and study it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's such a great age to do it where, I mean, you have an audience where they're hungry for that kind of tactile experience and a way to, you know, work those creative muscles and they're willing and able to do it if they have the resources. I mean, our kids are pretty ready to go. And I think that this is the part two though, which is, um, where, and I just appreciate appreciate this part so much i wanted to just just talk about it a little bit more which is look the there is something in at least the the geek inside of me just you know like as soon as you said 3d i already i'm in you know and uh, the 3d printing of objects and like being able to just the process of that it just sounds awesome and fun and you know like oh yeah the idea you can just create these things out of thin air you know it's just well, it's not thin air. I guess it's the filaments, but still, you know, it feels right, like right. the models are thin air. thin air, right? Yeah. So it's like so much about you know being able to use your imagination and you know being able to see, but 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 to me, that's almost like just the beginning part of you know getting people in the door because the real 
the real learning happens when you give them the space and the time to absorb themselves into being able to touch this object and look right. at it and play with it and and that space and time feels like to me is really the thing that is if anything missing in higher education today i think that the, for all the people that are saying you know we're not teaching the students enough i actually think that it, we, we might be trying to cramp in too much we're not giving oh, them yeah. space to to just digest and and reflect right yeah i i i'm in agreement with that you know i think that you know there's a lot of knowledge that is gained you have like um you have the activating objectives and then you have these objectives that kind of carry out um you know as a result of what you're doing it's like how do we um how do we leverage these kind of experiences in such a way that we're kind of you know you know we're succeeding in meeting up more than one objective at once you know i mean i guess thinking of that from a, a planning perspective but then also i mean yeah i mean it, it's it's a, there's a, a a true need for these types of experiences for sure now let's switch gear for a minute because you sure. had said that you obviously work with all the faculty members as well um what are some of the what have your experience been trying to get faculty members to get engaged into, you know, 3D printing, into portfolios, mm. into the kind of, you know, you know, sort of these new creative ways of teaching and learning, you know, how do you, how do you get them, how do you get them on board? Yeah. I mean, I think that that just, it, it starts with a conversation like this. I think that, um, especially with, you know, technology that may seem, uh, out of reach, you know, kind of uh, like a low stakes conversation about, you know, what we can do um, collaboratively. And that, and that's like relationship building and then, you know, um, and then kind of making that a, a part of the conversation, you know, so the lab is in um, Peter's Hall, which is kind of where a lot of the language faculty and staff are. And, and so that's like, that's been the only way to really get it done. Um, and then there's also been, you know, having some, having some programming too, to kind of invite people over. But I feel like the, the big curricular, uh, projects to, to really get into the classroom have been just conversations and, and, uh, having a fun informal conversation like this one and, and just seeing what's possible and then experimenting, you know, that's been how it's been done here. And, and at a small community, at a small liberal arts college too, I mean, it, it doesn't feel small, but you know, 3000, um, you know, students, we have a lot of staff, but like, it's still uh, a good environment for that type, I guess, uh, right. that type of uh, way of interacting and seeing if we can bring people in that way. Uh, yeah. In so in working in your experience, working with faculty, you know, in, in adopting these things, has there, has there been, I don't know, memorable hurdles or surprises oh, yeah. that 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 comes to mind yeah i mean i think that um you know i think that you know that the for for some i think it's that that million dollar question like okay what's this doing here <laughs> you know um and uh and so and answering and responding to that right away um but like but even then it's um there's there's a, I mean, every, every person, you know, I work with people who've been teaching 
uh, for years, you know, and it's not enough to answer that question. They have years of experience of not using that in the classroom and never <laughs> right. felt feeling the need of doing it. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, we have a, a really kind of interesting conversation where I, I talk about how I've used it and, uh, and then we see what happens, you know, and maybe not agree, dis disagree, but still kind of, I feel like people, even though they might disagree, they're still really curious and they're they're and they can yeah and my colleagues can definitely wrap their heads around the possibilities of doing it and so and speaking of like space a lot of times it's like when we talk about um you know these kind of curricular um advancements or like these new ideas it, it's we still have to fit it in <laughs> you know and so uh, and so you know getting them on board is one thing but then like you know getting to that point where um they make space for it in their curriculum for the next class. Uh, so, you know, a lot of times these conversations are happening like a year in advance. Right. Uh, and so, uh, yeah. And so like, and that's a different type of conversation. Uh, and that's a, that's another leap, right? It's like that first leap is like, this is, you know, this can make a difference. Oh, I can see how that can make a difference. And the next leap is, okay, we're going to put this in, in our, our class or we're going to use it, you know? And, um, and the second part doesn't always happen, but you know, there's a lot of variables and stakeholders involved in that too. So, and it doesn't mean that they can't have, and there's a lot of like co-curricular or extracurricular experiences that we can still offer at the lab um, that can give those experiences to students in other ways. What are some of the, you know, like maybe not so much purely about them adopting new, you know, right. technologies and it doesn't have to be that, right? Because they might be doing something super innovative. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just fine. But what are some of the, um, what, what do you see as some of the biggest hurdles and issues that faculty members face these days? I mean, I know that, you know, students, for example, also face a lot of their own right. issues, you know, um, uh, um, and I'm talking to different people in this series of, um, you know, uh, podcasts um, and conversations, right. you know, people had talked about everything from mental health to, you know, um, um, you know, the financial burdens and to whatever else. But, you know, as someone who's working with faculty mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis and um, what are some of the issues that they, that you see them facing? Right. I, I do feel like, um, no, I kind of wonder if this is more a symptom than cause, but I think like, you know, a symptom of just being kind of overwhelmed or having a plate full is kind of that resistance to, you know, a new platform, whatever the platform is, you know, um, even if it, even if whatever platform can help streamline things and provide a certain experience uh you know you know everyone's kind of overwhelmed i feel like there is not everyone but i do think that you know um faculty staff in general and this is across the board i think in most higher ed institutions like everyone's we were wearing multiple hats and it takes you know a lot of effort and sometimes there's just not that mental space to, to yeah. make room for it. And then there's that resistance. And um, I can certainly empathize with it. 
and uh, and then just try to have a normal comp and try to have kind of a a conversation about things and demonstrate it and uh, maybe brainstorm. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, there I think that resistance is well, you know, uh, people and they're you know, I'm trying to be careful here, but like you know, they're trying to carry all of this weight, you know, and I think that's what it is, you know what I mean? And whatever that might be, whether it be like, you know, uh, getting an extra chair responsibility or there's always new needs that come up. I think any good institution is, uh, is sensitive to the needs of their students Mm -hmm. and is making sure that, um, that the faculty and staff are able to kind of meet those needs. Um, but that also comes at a price where, you know, yeah, it gets tricky. It is, it is. I mean, there isn't actually, if anything, an ever increasing amount of needs by students. Right. And it's not the fault or anything like that. It's more, I to me, it feels a lot more, it's about, you know, a changing world also, right. a change of... Um, you know, uh, different sort of support structure that's necessary. I mean, absolutely. look, people used to not be able to come out if they are, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community and they, they may, you know, coming out in college was not, you know, it was not a given. It certainly wasn't a, you know, it would be a very scary thing to do. But because of that, college didn't need to have to support people right. who, ha- who, who, who could have had that need. Right. But today, many, many students, I don't think that they necessarily choose to come out during college, but during these formative years, during the years when your brains are still you know, trying to develop, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, I, we know, you know in, in, in our bio, biology that our brains really don't get fully developed until you know, at least 26 or so. Right. Um, and so these are some of the years when, when certain aspects of life starts to take charge. And, yeah. And if we're not there to support them, who is? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, so these are the types of things that colleges, to me, has taken on the role of doing that. Um, you know, and I'm really not sure. First of all, I'm not sure if people would, I, I, I would imagine so many people won't agree with me, you know, that, that that's what the colleges are doing now whether they're supposed to be doing that i don't i also don't know but it certainly doesn't say that on the degree (laughs) on the certificate yeah that's an interesting point too but there is that level of um stakes where you know you're trying to uh enable or facilitate students to participate in this academic community to be Mm -hmm. to have that buy-in and to feel you know that responsibility that you know, they have something to offer. I mean, what does it take to get them to that point? You know, um, it's a lot more than what they did in the fifties for sure. <laughs> you know, Right, right, right. You yeah. can't just go like, here's a bunch of stuff, learn it, test it. We're done. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that sounds super clean and simple. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, Very and, naive. Right. It's like, yeah. Oh my God. 
uh, <laughs> you can you can take away the 3D printer now. Abe. <laughs> you know, we, don't, we don't need that, right? Um, but but it's it's just yeah, it 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 feels like that. It feels like that the needs of students have changed dramatically. Yeah, just absolutely dramatic. I mean, just we were talking about you know getting them to to get a sense of you know sort of grounding and developing their own passion and all that. That that also sort of almost isn't. You know, yeah. like people say, what do you, what are you going to school to study? What are you going to school for? And and students are supposed to just know that. That's that's hard, right? right. That's actually part of the, that's one of the hard questions. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, and you're expecting them to just know. Yeah. Right. As if, as if, oh, it was it was printed on your driver's license. You should know already. <laughs> You know, like right. you are supposed to be, you know, an, an engineer. Now go for it, and then you'll be all set. That's oh not yeah. I mean, I, th- I think in my generation too, I mean, like, um, you know, born in 1978 with the college in the nineties and, you know, I, I think that, um, I guess from my context, my neck of the woods where I grew up, you know, there was still this understanding that like, is go to college, you'll just, you'll be just fine. <laughs> you just pick a, pick a major, it'll be fine. You know what I mean? There wasn't a lot of support to really kind of engage with, um, you know, in, to, to help you engage with yourself or with the classes and way and make connections, mm, right. which are vital. Um, I mean, we're basically, and that's why there's a lot of second career, right? You know, I think that myself and even my partner as well, you know, we, you know, we've expanded beyond our degrees, uh, you know, moved on to others, uh, to do what we're doing right now. Um, and, um, and not that that wouldn't happen before. I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm not, uh, I guess I'm not, no regrets in terms of my own journey, but there is that sense where, um, you're, and then also there's the economic piece where, you know, you have to kind of, uh, roll with the punches and see the market and see how you can re- retool to, to, to partake and participate in that. Um, but yeah, I I wonder what that would have would have been like to to have that type of engagement with um the major with 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 my fields of study. Even though I did feel like I was studying what I was really interested in, you know, yeah. uh, linguistics and um, language education, um at least at the time. It it uh yeah, I just kind of wonder what that would have been like. It, what what uh where would that reflective process go? Because I you know I do wonder. I mean, there are you meet every now and then students where this is a part of their practice. Somehow when they grew up, they, they developed this habit of keeping a journal, yeah. you know, and, and, and always kind of reflecting on what they're doing and who they are and, 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 and taking power from it. Like it's not, it's not this thing you chuck off the list, you know, but it's like, oh, I'm being energized by this amazing practice. And, you know, I feel like I've come to that point now in my life for sure, uh, in the thirties, you know, but it's like, but, you know, um, certainly it's, there's no reason why, you know, uh, students can't start this practice earlier soon. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, I think that that's a, um, it's a really interesting way for me to think about, you know, the value of the type of education that you provide at Oberlin or it's similar, actually many similar institutions are trying to crack this nut, right? Right. Which is how do you engage students um, beyond, 
you know, and, and try to, to, to figure a way to dedicate themselves to, to doing things that matter. Um, right. And you get to define also what matters. You don't get told what matters. Um, and that's, yeah. that's a, that's actually a beautiful way <laughs> of helping them to see the world. And, and I think as a result can make the world a better place. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like having uh, a community of enlightened people and kids with others, yeah. sign me up, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? The problem, of course, is that it takes a while, right? Oh, yeah, so exactly. This group of students, they're not going to, you know, let's let's take this cohort of like 2021, <laughs> you know, they, it, it'll, I mean, I'm sure some of them are doing great things um, already and right. have, uh, but, you know, we're really not going to see the, 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 the bulk of the, the impact you know, like right. 10, 20 years from now, right? Like when we come back and how about we we do education scholars in 2000 and what is it, 41? And yeah, there you go. Let's come back to it, right? <laughs> and try to figure out what the what the then then cohort, you know, yeah. of uh, of uh, Oberlin alum, what what they are up to. Right. I mean, like it's so interesting how it's like it's this investment that you're really you really have to go in on and you're not going to see the results right away. It's very much like climate change, right? Where you're just kind of like, okay, we have this problem we don't really understand and we're putting all this resources in and, you know, we're, we're trying to turn the dial and it's life or death for sure, but we got to do it anyways. I mean, um, anyways, yeah, sorry. Yeah. They, I went uh, a little dark there. Quite <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, what are some of the maybe we'll we'll end with something positive too. All right, um, there you go. Are, Let's what do are it. some of the what are some of the um, opportunities that you see students do with things like portfolios? Right. You know, moving forward from here, what are some of those like exciting new things that you want to try, or things that you are seeing glimpse of that you're like, oh, that's that's the edge of the envelope somewhere. You know, like you don't know where it's going, but it looks cool. Yeah, well, what I've been seeing, uh, and this is also, um, you know, faculty-led, you know, or facilitated work. Um, we have, um, you know, professional acting um, class, you know, and it basically the class is preparing them for the field, you know, just getting them out there and trying to be more hands-on as possible so they, they, they can get, start like a digital professional footprint um, to, to get their name out there. And, and so, and so I guess this is more of like a, a teacher project, but it's an example of like, you know, faculty member trying to, okay, let's, you know, I, I'm working with this, um, this professor and we're looking at example, uh, portfolios and we call them portfolios, right. in the acting industry, you know, of what, you know, how, um, what are these public facing websites look like? And let's try to create like a, a template of sorts that students can use uh, on the platform. Um, and um, and a lot of times these sites are quite simple. You know, it, it's just a matter of getting, um, you know, getting those really good professional looking images, you know, putting together what's called like an acting reel, uh, but really kind of, you know, looking at what the industry is doing and trying to prepare them for it and um and that's been and, and so i've seen a couple projects like that where 
there's this immediate transfer, primarily in the fine arts, of what they're doing with that. And so I guess it's more teacher related, but yeah. And so that's been kind of interesting um, because there there is that kind of excitement and uh, to 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 have those classes here that are that really kind of literally getting them ready to to move on to that next career. Um, and so that's been kind of interesting. Um, trying to think of another example. I see uh, one example I think is, you know, I've seen a couple of students where they're using it as a way to um, to deliver content. So creating like a podcasting site mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then just kind of um, using that as their base for that project. So it's like, you know, students just leveraging it for different projects. And it's kind of neat to see students you know, and it's something you're not going to have with like Blackboard or, I mean, nothing against Blackboard, nothing against Canva. I love those uh, great platforms. Uh, but, you know, it's it's something that you can't do, you know, where, uh, and so it, it's a couple of really great examples of students kind of using their creativity and putting it out there. Um, one, okay, one more example I think is, is from the entrepreneur office that I collaborate with in in the Center for Gage Liberal Arts, and they're um, using um, these portfolios as a way for students to to give, if they have a product, to to give their sales pitch, you know. And so they're so they're doing that kind of typical sales pitch with a video, and then pictures of, you know, kind of pictures or images of the 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 service or product they're giving, and uh, pitching it to real investors. You know, and, and getting feedback, on it. and so, um, yeah, it's really kind of cool stuff. It, and uh, love to. I'm really excited to see what else comes up. And uh, and I think like, um, and this has just been year one uh, with uh, the Center for Engageable Barge. We we have a physical space. We're all in this kind of um, place together, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what else we get. You know, I'm sure a lot more creativity is going to come out. Well, it is that is just uh, awesome and and also very inspiring to to hear. Um, I uh, I I almost feel like that. Uh, by the way, you and I are from the same generation, and 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 I think uh, that cool. um, sort of looking back, I'm I'm always kind of feel like, man, I wish we had stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. You know, it. I I feel like what you said earlier really um i really identified with which was what probably took me 10 20 years to figure out you know could have been condensed into those couple years four years if i was given this space to like sort of guided space to and time to just go in and think about these things yeah you know i was spending i was working hard but right you know, probably working on the wrong thing, to be honest. For sure. I mean, like, you know, hardworking, you know, rewarding, like the good grades and engagement with these platforms or, I mean, not platforms, but like whatever academics you're pursuing or business. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, that the, the heart, the, you know, that mindfulness piece, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's priceless. Yeah. All right. Well, 
uh, Abe, it's been just so wonderful talking to you. It's been a long time coming. I've, I've wanted to do this with you for a long time. I'm glad we finally did it. Yeah, me too. Um, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. And, we should do uh, this. You know, we should have drinks sometime. <laughs> yes, we should. We should do this over drinks. You know, that, that should have been the education yeah. conversation with drinks, a special edition sometimes. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Um, listen, thanks again for sharing all of your insights. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. Um, we have that uh, date marked in the future, 2042, wait, 2041. Okay. Yeah, do it. <laughs> uh, where we're going to have to take a look at where your alumni has gone and done, and let's see if your hypothesis are correct. Oh, exactly. I suspect, I suspect that it is. Yeah, let's um, get that and, data uh, together. <laughs> um, but uh, actually, you know, um, uh, I hope that we get to do this more often as well. And I, I've, I've scheduled some additional time with other folks at Oberlin too. So uh, folks who are listening, you know, um, uh, if you like this, you know, look out for more brilliant people from Oberlin in, in, in future episodes as well. Um, all right, Abe, thank you again so much. And um, let's talk again soon, okay? Absolute pleasure. Take care. Bye, Take everyone. Take care. Bye. This concludes our conversation. To hear our next episode, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The Digication Scholars Conversation series is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thanks for tuning in.